Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast for Contractors. Get actionable advice and tactics on how to grow your home service company. Plus interviews with industry experts dropping value bombs in marketing, sales, and operations. And now, let's power up your home service biz with your host, Mark Ambrose of Battle Plan Marketing. All right. Hello, home service pros. Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast, episode number 85. Today, we're going to talk about the different types of content that your prospects want you to create that will result in increased leads and sales in the long run for you. So in the last three episodes, we've been talking about growing the lead generation channels that you own as opposed to those that are owned and controlled by others. So you own your website, your email list, and your customer list. So you have total ownership and control of these platforms, the content you create on them, and the majority of the costs associated with them. You do not own any of your advertising channels, TV, radio, direct mail, social media, pay-per-click, etc. So to decrease your customer acquisition costs over time, while still increasing your lead generation and sales, you need to plan and invest in lead generation platforms that you own, right? So ideally, you're investing in optimized website content, an email newsletter, and an automated referral system. Those are platforms you own or at least mostly, still need an email service provider and an automated referral system provider. But you can switch those around. You own the list. You own the email list. You own your customer list. So today, we're going to dive into what type of website content that you and your team should be concentrating on to generate more leads and sales. Because if your site is just an electronic brochure of your services, your location, your contact info, it is most likely never going to rank in Google for anything other than your business name, if that even. So content is king. You hear it a lot on the internet. And Google ranks websites that help consumers answer questions, compare choices, examine results, and provide solutions. So if you want your service pages to rank for ready buyers, then you'll have to create a lot of supporting content to get Google to notice you and serve you up to people who are searching for those services. So let's start with the basics and we'll work our way up. In episode 82, just three episodes ago, we talked about creating a web page for each and every service you offer. That's an absolute must, right? And we also talked about creating a service area page that links out to separate city pages. And if you're in a highly competitive area, this is also a must. For example, if you're a plumber in Phoenix, and that's where your office location is, Phoenix, Arizona, and so maybe you also service Glendale, surrounding towns, right? Glendale, Tempe, Cave Creek, etc. If you're in a highly competitive area like that, then you'll also need to create separate service pages for each one of those cities and only link them from their namesake city page. For instance, going back to our plumber in Phoenix, who also services Glendale, Tempe, Cave Creek, etc. So you have your plumber Glendale would be, you have a service page that lists Glendale, Tempe, Cave Creek, and then they can click on the Glendale and it goes to a plumber Glendale page. Right. 
And then that page needs to link out to a Glendale water heater repair, Glendale leak detection, so on and so forth, right? You link down to them from the city page and then back up to the city page from each service page. So Plumber Glendale links to water heater repair and water heater repair Glendale links back up to Plumber Glendale. It's creating a little cluster, if you can see that in your head, right? So you make that contact very unique from other service pages. So your Glendale water heater repair is not a duplicate of your main, in this case, Phoenix water heater repair. Those two pages need to read very, very differently, okay? They need to be unique. No duplicate content out there, right? So be sure your main services pages. So again, if we're using our plumber in Phoenix as an example, that's where their location is then all of your main pages need to say, reference that city, your main city, where your location is, in this case, Phoenix. So all your other pages outside of your city and city service pages need to reference your main location so that Google can distinguish one page from the other. The Glendale pages are all clustered together. The Tempe pages are all clustered together. And the Phoenix pages are all clustered together and labeled as such. Okay? Then you also want to use schema markup. Might be a French word to you. Structured data dash schema markup. This is just language that goes on a website in the code that speaks to the search robot that Google sends, Bing sends, all the search engines send out to your site to read it. Right? So if you give them this structured data, it's in their language. It's way easier for the robot to read and understand your page and your site and these clusters. Right, So each service page needs to have service structured data or schema markup embedded on it. And you can actually include product and service page or schema, excuse me, product and service schema markup or structured data. Those two words or phrases are sort of interchangeable. So you can have service and product for on one page. For example, you have water heater installation page. Well, that's both a product that you sell and a service that you provide. So that particular page could have both product and service schema markup and should to help it rank Again, and you're talking to the Google bot, let them know you sell water heaters and you install them. Okay. So in that schema, to be sure to include the service area for each service page. So let's back up a little bit. Let's take our little water heater example here and our structured data schema markup. So we're telling Google that we have a product and service for water heater repair. And if it's on the Glendale, Arizona page, we're also going to tell Google that our service area for this particular service is just Glendale, Arizona. Okay? Capiche? We got that? All right. If you're in a super competitive area, then you may also need to create a specific content to that city on the main city page. So, for example, let's go back to our Phoenix Plumber example. That's your location, but you also service Glendale. So as we said, we, you're going to need a service area page on menu that lists all of the cities that you service, including in this case, Glendale, Arizona. And then two, each city listed on that service page gets linked to its own page, as we described. So Glendale gets its own plumber near me in Glendale, Arizona page, right? And then three, that Glendale page will then list services you offer, and some or all of those services will get their own service page for Glendale. Now, step four, 
Now we go back up to the plumber near me in Glendale page, the main city page in this particular service area. And at the bottom of that page, you would include content about the city that has nothing to do with plumbing. So it would be places to go in Glendale, Arizona, things to do in Glendale, Arizona, best restaurants in Glendale, Arizona, right? And you create a even a My Maps. You go into your Google account, Google the words My Maps or My Map, and Google Map will come up and you can create a custom map. And you would go from driving directions, so you would place driving directions to your office from, in this case, that Glendale City Hall. Okay? That's City's City Hall. Driving directions to your location. Okay, another tip for these city, these main city pages is to use photos of you and your team in front of landmarks of that city, preferably or not preferably, totally <laughs> with your logo gear on. So your company hat, your company shirts, etc. Even better would be in front of your logo wrapped truck in front of a landmark of the city with the sign there. So City Hall, major landmarks in the city that Google will know that's a landmark of Glendale, Arizona, for instance, right? As well as job photos taken from jobs in that city because the phone will have embedded the location, latitude, longitude of that city or wherever that job was within that city in there. So you want images of you and your team in front of city landmarks and job photos taken from those cities, okay? And those will help as well. Again, visitors will also recognize those landmarks, of course, and the related job photos will show that you provide that service in that city that they're searching for. So instant credibility and comfort to the visitor who lands on your page searching for that particular service in that city. Okay, lastly, on each of these service area city pages, and their service pages, add a unique FAQ section to answer common questions for each service, right? So again, if you got water heater Glendale, Arizona, at the bottom of that page, have a short little FAQ about water heaters as it relates to that area, okay? And then use or have your SEO or web team use Q&A, question and answer, structured data, schema markup, and embedded in that page. And that gives you the possibility of getting what they call featured snippets. So being at the very top of a search query for that question or being placed in the people also ask section in Google search results pages. Either way, that could drive uh, more traffic to you and again, strengthen the website as a whole. All right, now let's move on to what type of blog content to create and attract traffic and get prospects to know, like, and trust your company in order to generate leads and increase sales, right? So this is content for your blog and then your syndication network, which we talked about last week, episode 84, I believe, maybe 83, syndication network. So your blog content should go out to multiple channels to grow traffic, links, and leads. Right? So other content for your blog is a buyer's guide to blank, that particular service or product. Buyer's guide to water heaters, tank versus tankless, gas versus electric, so on and so forth. Buyer's guide to solar PV panels, buyer's guide to solar financing, etc. You get the gist, right? And start with the services that you most want to perform. 
right? Those that are the most profitable to you, the highest tickets, etc. right? Start with the jobs you want to do. Work your way out from there. Number two is general FAQs. So again, frequently asked questions are what people are typing in to Google. They're not only what they're asking your customer service reps or your sales reps, but they're also the most common questions people are typing in. So if you don't already have these listed from your customer service team or your sales team, well, then start to record them, right? Have a meeting with those groups and say, hey, listen, we need to start recording what the most common questions are that prospects are asking you. And then maybe also one's customers are asking you. They would be different set of questions, right? One's before, one's after. And then make blog posts about those, right? So record them, tell customer service that making notes on these top questions will become content on your site and will alleviate some of those calls coming into them and those questions, but also helping Google rankings and generating more traffic and leads and answering those questions before they call, right? And of course, you're going to use FAQ page schema on that page to talk to the search robots in their language. Okay, number three, what type of content, what do your prospects really want, right? In the service industry, that is helpful content that answers their questions, concerns, and desires. So what are the underlying needs of your customers for each one of your services? What are their problems? What are their desires? Look deep into those questions, problems, and desires for each service you offer. Some of this info you have or you can gather from your prospects and their inquiries. The rest you'll need to get done by doing some topic and keyword research. So let's look at some topic research that you can do without tools. Right? You can go onto Reddit and Facebook, go into the groups that are related to your business, and look at what are people talking about that are related to your industry. What questions are they asked? What problems? What are the most popular questions, problems, and desires? Right. So you look for posts with the most comments, the most likes, most shares. Right. Those that have the most engagement, they seem to be the topics of concern for most people. Make notes. Create lists by service of the most popular questions, problems, desires for each, right? And we're going to use that list in a little bit, but we need some more ideas. So let's deploy some basic keyword research. So now what keyword research, we're looking for the common phrases that people type into Google and other search engines that are related to your services, right? So keyword research is a topic all its own, can get super complex, but we're just going to look at some free and easy ways to uncover some golden topics that your customers want to know more about, right? So when you type something into Google search bar, it will start, I'm sure you've noticed this, to auto-complete your inquiry, right? With the most common queries about that topic. So if you type in a word or phrase and then hit the space bar instead of enter, you'll see the most common queries related to it. If you type in a word or phrase and then put your cursor back in front of that phrase and then hit space bar, Google will give you common queries with words that are before your phrase. So space bar after your phrase gives your words plus other words after. Spacebar before your phrase gives you words before your phrase that you typed in, okay? You make note, again, these are the most popular queries. Google's giving you all the ammo right there. They're telling you these are the most common questions 
or phrases that people type in related to your words. So make note of these popular queries and then examine which ones could be good candidates for articles on your blog. You can also use a free tool called Keyword.io that will do this for you. It gathers all those Google suggestions together for you. There's a paid version, but there's also a free version that allows you to copy and paste the results from their tool into your notes, right? And then you can use another free website called AnswerThePublic.com, and one at a time you type in each one of your services. This site will give you the top questions, prepositions, comparisons, and related queries that people type into Google's search bar, right? It's a little more in-depth. The free version allows you to also copy and paste the results into your notes. The paid version will give you the search volume and other data that the free version does not. But you can now take your list of all those queries from Reddit, Facebook, Keyword.io, and AnswerThePublic.com, and either A, you can place them into Google Ads Keyword Planner, if you have a Google Ads account, to get search volume and how competitive the cost per click will be. Give you some idea on how competitive the keyword might be, but you can see the search volume. Or B, you can place these keywords, these queries into a paid tool like Ahrefs, which is what we use, or SEMrush, or Uber Suggest. There's others out there to discover, again, those same things, volume estimates, and now even the difficulty of ranking for each of those phrases. And of course, if you have one of these paid tools already, then you can just go straight to your keyword research in there to identify the best phrases to target that also happen to have the lowest competition and high traffic volume, right? And the search intent is in line. So you start out with buying search intent, and then you have other people who are in the discovery phase just of their buyer's journey, trying to learn more about it. You want to create content for each phase of the buyer's journey. So don't only look for buying ready queries, right? Look for informational queries. So you're going to have to start with those to build up the power of your website. Okay. And then you can examine all of those targets to see which ones are the best to add for your business. And keep in mind that you should always be adding to these content clusters that we talked about for your services, right? So always adding content that's related to those services. So for instance, if you're a plumber and you love leak detection jobs and you want more of them, then you're going to find and look for and find the most popular queries related to that service and then create blog articles for it and then link those articles up to your leak detection service page, right? And then also place links to those blog articles on your leak detection service page. So they're linking back and forth to each other, right? Again, you're creating a topical cluster, topical silo. People call them all kinds of things, but you can see it's a group of pages that are all related in this case to leak detection, right? So ultimately you'll have a cluster of pages linked together all about the very different topics or the different topics related to your service. In this case, leak detection, but you could do, of course, water leaks, which would cover like water leaks, insurance claims, all the different things related to leak detection, right? Again, all of these would link up to the main service page and from there back down to the articles, right? So you're creating link loops, right? Internal linking. And of course, be sure that your blog has a category for leak detection. 
for each one of your services. And then those articles will be categorized that way, right? So whatever the services, all related articles are assigned to that category. If you do this over time, you will have tons of content that answers the most relevant and popular questions about each one of your services. And over time, Google will see your site as providing great in-depth content about everything to do with each one of your services. And so as a result, your ability to rank well and grow traffic will increase. And once you rank for these informational articles, and you start getting traffic and links from other sites to yours, then your main service pages will have more power now to rank better for service searches from ready buyers. You're not going to be seen otherwise, right? So prospects who find your content will discover that you've provided them a ton of content about everything they wanted to know about each one of those services or products. And after consuming that content, If it's done well, your visitors will come to know, like, and trust your company and become a high-quality lead that really doesn't care much about price as much as cold prospects do, right? And then lastly, I would say that you should have case studies on your site, right? So go back to old customers one year later or whatever have you and create a case study. Get a video testimonial also. But one of the common queries in for any service or high-end product especially is, is it worth it? Was it worth it? Was a tankless water heater worth it? Is solar power worth it? So on and so forth. Is a new roof worth it, right? So show them with a third party that your actual customers believe it's worth it, right? And that's what they want to see. And then if you can get them on video, even better. So if it's done well, again, visitors will come to know, like, and trust your company. Price will not be as big as an issue as it is with just pure cold prospects, right? So invest, in summary, invest in the platforms that you own and website content that can generate leads for years on end and bring you prospects, again, who already know, like, and trust your company because you've helped them learn more to make better educated decisions about your services and products. Invest in your prospects using content that truly helps them. And over time, your advertising spend can be decreased while your lead generation grows and the quality of your lead increases. So take control of your long-term lead generation instead of leaving it in the hands of advertising platforms that control it and how much it's going to cost you. All right, I hope that helps some of you today. Thanks for sharing your time and attention with us. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. You're on YouTube, hit the like button to help the algorithm like us. Subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so when next episode pops up, feel free to share this episode on your social channels. Good luck out there and create. A great day. Thanks for listening to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast. To power up your home service business, for show notes, visit Battle Plan Marketing slash podcast. If you enjoyed our show, please share it on social. Until next time.